Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to I am here. I with, am here. Yes, everybody's here with Gabby and me, Amarilis. Um, cousins, family, sharing stories of our experiences, worldview, perspectives, and hopefully you can relate. Um, and if not, just really learn about us and how crazy we are. Really, um, just sharing stories to connect, to heal to just grow in love. Um, and today we are joined with ba -ba -ba -ba! Oh, so. oh. Oh. Thank you for having me here. Hey, 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 it's so funny. Okay, well we gotta we gotta introduce who you are. So also yes. we've talked about you on this podcast. Because okay. you know like you're an instrumental person in our lives. Um, also my brother, but also Gabriela's cousin, cousin and brother, actually, and brother pretty much, yeah. You guys yeah. are like more siblings than also and I are. We have the same godparents. I was about to say, maybe I shouldn't say that he's also my brother and cousin because then people will think it's incest, which is not. Or, not. Definitely not. So today we're talking about growing up with two different cultures. Also brought this to our attention because he's so passionate about it right so we wanted to bring it to the table and really um have the conversation we are puerto rican 100 percent puerto rican um except we were all raised in pennsylvania yes. very different environment very different very different but the thing is to be honest where we grew up bethlehem is um very hispanic very much not even hispanic puerto rican is very, a lot of puerto ricans yeah mm -hmm, very large population in it um but um recognizing that there is two different messages to cultural um traditions and ways of being and values and all of that and so we want to talk about just our experiences again this is our stories our experiences this is not to place any advice or um say that this is how it all goes for everybody it's just we're sharing our point of view so yeah what was like because you like this is something that is really important to you um so i, I want to know a little bit of where this this passion and, and desire to talk about this because i know you've mentioned before to me it's just like it's not something that's really talked about and you would want to be part of this conversation well it's not really something that I was completely aware of until high school, I would say, mm -hmm. because we all know that when you're raised in our family, you're Puerto Rican. And not only that, you're a loud and you're a proud Puerto Rican because you're like, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, it's obnoxious, but it's fun. It I'm Puerto Rican. You're gonna hear about you're gonna hear about us being Puerto Rican if even if you don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Because we like that's how prideful we are of like our ethnicity. Yeah. And I just figured that's something that we all grew up with. And it's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart, because you know, you just grow up with the tradition and the culture, and it's so rich that you ingrain your identity. Up with it we grew up with it like yeah. our family grew up with it because these people di yeah different people had different experiences i didn't realize that until high school and it like hurt my heart to see these people who i'm like oh we share something in common even though it's not that rare but i'm like we share a bond 
we're both Hispanic, we're both Puerto Rican, we both come from this, like our roots are in this island. And then I would hear things like, I'm not Puerto Rican, I'm American, or I'm not gonna speak Spanish, I'm in America, I'm gonna speak English, or even- You, you know, heard this from other Boricuas, other like Puerto Ricans in school? Yeah, people my age, just saying, I'm not Puerto Rican, I'm American, I don't wanna speak Spanish, I'm American. And mm. it just shocked me to hear those things. And it, I was just like, it hurts a little bit because it's something that I obviously can't speak for other people and we don't have the same experiences as others. Cause what was it like for you growing up? Cause like you're, you're talking about, okay, you had the shock of like, oh my gosh, not everybody yeah. has the same belief, but when you were growing up, what did being Boricua mean for you? Like, what was that like? Um, that's where also was different because I'm like our traditions we're little we grow up with you're Puerto Rican this means this 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 what does it mean long list yeah it was so long <laughs> long list and just like it's in everything you have as a human being it's in your music it's in your food it's in the way you talk it's in the way you walk you like no, Everything no, you do, no, the way you talk, no. the way you but <laughs> and that's where like this whole thing started to like become like a clash for me. I'm like, okay, so what is being? What is? What does it mean? Because mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm saying all of this, but it's just like you both know. I can't. I can't dance to a salsa beat to save my I know. Life. I tried so hard to teach you. I'm a little like you. We, we yeah. try. I'm really bad at, at any type of dancing. I don't know what happened with you guys. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like. I'm sorry. Like, that's something you're expected to have. And it's just like, that's just in our family. You're expected to have that. Not as, it's just not in, not in just our family. Because you see that outside too. Else. But when you see that outside of two, it's just like, if you tell people you're Puerto Rican, you're automatically expected to know how to dance salsa. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, other Boricuas will look at you and be like, oh, you don't know how to dance salsa. Like, you're judged when you say that word off the bat. And there's different people who will judge you in different ways. And it's it fluctuates. But we know for a fact when people say, when we go, oh, I'm Puerto Rican to a person we just met, all of a sudden their brain snaps to like, you know, a bunch of different things. Like, there, everyone has a different reaction to it at first. It's like, like, oh, you don't look Puerto Rican. But the thing is, like, what 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 trips me out about that, and and it's just like funny. It's just like, what does a Puerto Rican look like? Everything. I, know, like, I guess a lot of you're you're not Puerto Rican. Like, I I've actually had people literally come up to me and tell me, you're not Puerto Rican. Like, literally, like it's not even like, oh. I didn't know, or, oh, I didn't expect that. I've had people multiple times be like, you're not Puerto Rican. Just and a matter of like, fact, like, they know your life. Like, no, yeah, like, your birth certificate is wrong, bro. And, yeah. you go, and you go, damn, you're right. You got me. <laughs> Maybe I should next time. No, I'm just like, yeah, no, both of my, my I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. They're like, oh, so then the next question is, are you like are, is your are your parents like different um is your like mom puerto rican your dad you know white and i'm like well my dad is white but he's puerto rican like 
he's from the island. He yeah, just yeah. has white skin. Like my mom was caramel. Like, what do you want me to say? It's mm -hmm. just so it, it's really frustrating because people reduce what our culture is. They just reduce who we are to what we look like. And yeah. it's so wow. And even more like like to what we look like because like if you're Puerto Rican, I don't I, I don't I don't know what the image is for people sometimes because it's not just like you would assume it's people who are outside of a culture. But within our own culture, people saying, Oh well you don't look like a Boricua. I'm like, what do we look like? We have we have like very pale, um, white, um, you would think that they were Irish, you know, like redhead gingers. I have cousins who are redhead. My mom is 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 white. Um, we have people who are very, very dark. I mean, like our grandfather, like on our side, um, black, you know, he's yeah. black. <laughs> and people are just like, dang it, like he's, and like our own sister, like our, like our, well, my little sister, your older sister, people will look at her even like in being in Puerto Rico and be like, ah, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're too dark to be Puerto Rican. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're all these different shades. We're beautiful rainbow, but it's always trips me out when people are like, you don't look like it. Or like for me, they would say they would, and they would give me a lot of like South American of like, you know, um, different Latin cultures, but not Puerto Rican because they would say my face is too round to be Puerto Rican. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> we are, I'm looking it up now because there was a, um, a writer, host, I think he was married to um, Frida Kahlo. I might be getting this wrong, I'm butchering it. I'm not Google, don't come at me. Jose Vasconcelos, he wrote a book called La Raza Cosmica, which is the cosmic race. And a lot of that has to do with Hispanics in general being the cosmic race. We are the combination of different parts from the different world. And then we are meant to be like something that's you know, beyond what we're talking about right now, where we're meant to be something that's like, oh, you don't look Puerto Rican because it doesn't matter. You don't look Hispanic. What do you mean you don't look Hispanic? Because anyone can be that. Yeah. So it's interesting how this man perceived it in this way. And it could be something so beautiful. Where, and it is. It is something so beautiful. It is. It's just that some people take that and, like, want things to fit into their own tiny yeah. box when we don't fit in there at all. No, like at all. We are. I don't color. want to either. It's just like it robs us of the beauty and the culture, and like we have so much richness. Um, yeah. I want to strip it down. Um, I can't. I can't hang. I can't hang with it. <laughs> no. We're made in every color, every shape, size you can imagine. It doesn't matter what you look like. Don't go talking crap in Spanish because somebody might understand you. Exactly. That's, that's another thing too, because I know we've all heard it. Where they go, oh, you're you're Hispanic, but you don't speak Spanish. What kind of Puerto Rican are you? What kind of Dominican are you? Like, even like if you don't speak Spanish, somehow you're less of what you are in a sense. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people do that with every ethnicity. You need to fit into these key factors, or else you are lesser than of like this portion. You know what I mean? You can't be a whole Hispanic. You're only a little Hispanic because you don't speak Spanish. You don't dance salsa. You don't cook rice right. Oh man! <laughs> you get points taken off, like like you're part of. Who are these people? Who are these people who are taking the points off? 
annoying people annoying <laughs> i don't know who these people are they're people who come around and act like they know what's best but i don't know because like i think about it as you're talking about it it's just like almost like okay there's a checklist and you have to meet all of these qualifications in order to be 100 um, percent enough like boricua enough and i've had experiences yeah, yeah. like that um and the people who I experienced it with were other Boricuas. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. The other Boricuas who are the ones who are like, because you guys were born in the States. And like, obviously, Puerto Rico is part of the States. Um, when I say the States, it's outside of the island. Um, yeah. Because there is Mainland. a differentiation. Yeah. Um, you were both born in PA. Um, so you were brought up in predominantly white culture you didn't have um like the same access to shows and tv and all these things right um and you also grew up in the states you're like second generation really because when i was born in puerto rico but when i moved when my family moved i was three i was a little baby so i don't remember living mm -hmm. in puerto rico but i grew up in a family that had migrated so very much still like a hundred percent intact with their cultural roots of yeah spanish was a hundred percent like that was it that was all we were talking about one we were only speaking in that language one because mommy made it very important for us to learn our our language even though she was able to speak english but two another very significant part was a lot of our family still had very bad english like they were had very mm -hmm. poor choppy english so it was a natural way to converse and i didn't see it until you guys started growing up that spanish started to fade away a little bit as the older generation improved their english you know yeah. Uh, so it became harder to teach you guys how to speak eloquently in Spanish because the our, our family became Americanized, you know, yeah. which is natural. Um, but I also like but I also experienced the fact like when I when I would tell certain people and sometimes just like sometimes it would be um, other body was just like they would just do it to annoy me because there's like the bullying culture of like, mm -hmm. oh, they know that's going to piss you off. So like, I don't know what it was. Tu eres Americana. And I'm like, yeah. aren't we all though? But it's also like the <laughs> older generation of like, who've been here for years and it's just like, oh, well, you came over here at three. So you're practically, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not Puerto Rican at all. Like you're practically American. And it's just like, in my mindset, um, I, I, like you said, it's like, how do I respond to that? How do I respond to that? It's just like, I know where I come from. I know who I am. Um, is it, uh, do you want me to defend myself? Why do I have to defend my identity to you? Um, who, like, who gave you this, this, um, this, this title or, or this authority? Um, yeah, the gatekeepers. Yeah. And honestly, like, and and what good does it do to separate me from you? We should be uniting. <laughs> Which it makes no sense because you think about it. And like I, I started thinking about this as uh, an adult because when people would say this when I was younger, um, people would do it to like tease or I don't know what's the reason. Um, but it was painful. It was so, it's so, um, 
it's just painful. It's just completely hurtful because this is a big part yeah. of who I am and you're telling me now I'm not. Um, because I didn't earn it because of circumstances that have nothing to do with my own choice. Um, but then I think about it as I grew older, I'm like, yo, these people are full of crap. Like I had to just cut the crap because I'm like, yo, like Mark Anthony, you talk about Mark Anthony, everybody's like, whoa, super body, blah, 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 blah. That man is like representative of Puerto Ricans. They love him. We all love him. He was born in New York. And he self-proclaimed that he didn't learn Spanish. He, he learned Spanish through the music, right? But nobody would disqualify this man's identity as a Boricua. Yeah, I think of, of even classic salseros of like, you know, Frankie Ruiz. That boy lived in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is part of our, of our culture. But why, why do we separate who is Puerto Rican, who is not Puerto Rican, but then when people are successful, we reclaim them. Like, why does somebody have to be successful in a certain aspect before we claim them? Where is the support in building each other up? Uh, It's so weird. I also think it's super counterproductive because this is what I, um, this is what I um, learned one time in high school where it's like, you're in a borderland, you have this culture, but then you're also growing up in America. And then I like to, I just think, why are we, why do we compare being Puerto Rican versus being American? You're never allowed to the be same. both. Yeah. You're never allowed to be both. You're either more one or more the other. Like, yeah. But the thing is, a lot two. of that has to do with the history, though, between the states and, and Puerto Rico. A, a lot, lot of it is history, yeah. Is the history of it, because there was always been a separation um, and an animosity um, for a long time, and I think of just like the Puerto Rican pride, and like everybody having the flag, woo, Boricua! Like, because even when you were talking about when we were little, yeah, when we when you were little, like we had trained you, we had trained you, like going to the Puerto Rican Day parades, we had like the floats, we're doing all these crazy things, and we're like you little little nuggets, y'all like two or three, you know, but you're wearing you're wearing the traditional clothes, y'all know. When we say Boricua, you say, ah, like you already trained, like you're already trained. Like this is what you do. <laughs> this is what you do, right? And it's so like all oh, powerful and it's so like great. But the hype with that, with our culture is because we were not allowed to have that for so long. Like it was illegal to have a Puerto Rican flag. It's only been a few decades where we're like able to, to own our own flag and, um, wave it with pride without being condemned or arrested. You know, mm-hmm. there's, um, there are people in our family, like our grandparents, and I know our great auntie, Tipatria, she was present when they had massacres in the islands, the, um, like American soldiers massacring the Puerto Ricans just because they're, you know, inferior, you know? So there's always been that separation because of the traumatic history of, then this animosity between the American flag and the Puerto Rican flag. And that's why there's like that differentiation because we still have the residual of that. Um, So even though we're American citizens and we enjoy it, there is still that unhealed wound. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, I think it's crazy when people tell us that we're not Puerto Rican enough when yeah. Like, thinking back to my earliest memories, it's like, 
first memories, it's not speaking English, it's speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. Earliest memories, it's like you said, Puerto Rican Day Parade, making Bejigante masks. Those are the, the earliest memories, learning the, the dances, the folkloric dance, or folkloric. Yeah, the folkloric. You got it, you got it, you got it. Folkloric dances. Yo, English be hard. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Florico, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> yeah learning those dances, uh, just conversing about stories from Puerto Rico. Like, the Puerto Rican food that we grew up with. Like, that's all that we know. And then, like, for, like... The emotion. No, I'm sorry. I, I want to cry because I'm just like... You're going to miss it. Audacity. And then, oh, and then listening to Chayanne and, and then people at us and say, you're not Puerto Rican enough. You're not enough. And that is You're so not enough. Yes, it becomes Honestly, that. Like I have a question, and I want to actually ask you guys because I'm, I'm unfortunately fortunate because when I say fortunate, you know I I have privilege, privilege that you guys may not have because or definitely don't have because I don't have a darker skin tone. I'm white, and as much as I identify with the Puerto Rican culture, I know that physically, like I'm never going to be mistreated when it comes to my skin color and I, I just wanted to ask you guys how that is for you guys because when people see me they don't know they don't know that I identify with a different culture they don't know and I, of they course, just assume you're a white girl yeah they assume I'm a white girl so I want to know how what is that experience like for you guys because like I will never know what that's like and I just I, don't know, I just it breaks my heart I just wanted to I don't know what that's like either. <laughs> I mean, really awesome? like, no, listen, I know what that's like. Because I'm like, I'm she asked my, the question and I immediately got emotional. Well, I'm proud. I'm like proud of my color. And I'm like, I look at this and I'm just like, okay, my skin tone, like, mm -hmm. this is a gift and it makes me feel proud yeah. and it makes me feel like I have a connection to certain people. It also makes me feel a certain disconnect in certain areas, even though I don't want to feel that sometimes. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if this is just something that's wrong with my head or like something that was put in there, but if I'm in a room and there's a hundred people in there, I can feel when I'm like the only person of color in there. I can feel it. I don't know what that is. Um, but at the same time, there's a thing in my brain where it's just like if i see it if i like have a hispanic there but they're white i look at you and it's the same thing as if i were to look at a person and be like oh this person looks like me because even if you don't look like me there's like i know that you have like that connection and that like it's kinfolk almost it's like we are there's like this mutual understanding yeah yeah so it's not that i say that i don't feel and i don't appreciate what i what i have on me it's just that at the same time this isn't the only way for me to make a connection and it's not the only way for me to feel disconnected in any sense it's just 
Hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think like I just there are certain instances like I know because um, when you had mentioned earlier, Gabby, of just like you're not enough. Like it's just like when they just tell you you're not Boricua enough, you're not enough. Um, and then growing up in Pennsylvania, and like is it's still like well, you're not you know you're not white enough, or you're not even like you're not you're not black yeah. enough either. You know, because I, I, I was, uh, when I went to school, like, again, like, we, we grow up, it's predominantly um, Puerto Rican, but, like, going to school, there's a mix of different people, you know? Um, there's a mix of different, different yeah. cultures, and that's beautiful, you know? And there's so many similarities, and I, you know, and but once I went, for me, the culture shock was in, insane when I went to college, because it was completely separate, and um, it was the first time I, because, like, in college, I saw a whole different world because I was absolutely the minority of the minorities. Um, I didn't know, I think I, I knew maybe two or three other Hispanics, period, in, in a college. Like it was white or black, you know, and like I had Asian um, roommates and friends, and like, but there's a certain cultural component that um, I almost had to defend always. Like, I didn't grow up listening to the same music. I grew up, like you said, listening to El Gran Combo and listening to Le Classic um, Salsa and growing up listening to boleros and like ballads and like classical, los, tri los trigo, los pancho, like, and, and not only listening to them, but hearing my father and my grandfather, and my uncles sit down and have conversations of their legacies and what they meant for the culture and what they meant for the um for music and which guy started off with the band and which band like the whole story the whole history and this richness and what it meant and how this genre of music morphed and changed and became hybrid and that's how Saitsa was born like knowing all these history I didn't grow up with um, like classic American music because that's not what my family listened to. That is not yeah. the, so growing up and then interacting with different cultures. Like I appreciate the music. I know who the Beatles were. Like I hear, I I heard the radio. I heard the radio and I knew who they were. Yeah. The scene was I knew who they were, but I didn't know them in depth. I didn't yeah. know the history. I know who the Temptations are. I know who Stevie Wonder is. I love the music, you know. I know who Earth, Wind, and Fire are, but I don't know the history and I don't know the depth of it because that is not how I grew up. And in having these conversations and just um, people will be like, well, you don't know nothing about this and you don't know nothing about that. And you don't, I don't, you know, and, and it's yeah. almost like, well, you're, you're not you're like again it's just like you don't fit you know you're you're different and um sometimes that was celebrated and embraced and loved but other times it was just like a separation of like well this is how we're different and you don't understand and it's like in those yeah. conversations that we'll have to sit out a little bit and when it comes to just like skin color I like one thing that you uh when you that came up to my mind when you asked that was just simple, like, and it's not even so much like the, the skin. I remember in high school, just like walking. And again, I'm like, I was really quiet in high school. I very, to myself, I would go from one, um, from one classroom into another classroom. I didn't really interact with people. I had a lot of social anxiety. But I remember walking down the hall and going to my class 
and there was a group of people there and as and like there's nobody else in the hallway nobody else in the hallway there's a group of people and i'm walking to class and one of them says f and spick and i'm like i'm not even saying anything i didn't even um not interacting i'm not and then like i was so caught off guard because i'm like i'm again i'm like i'm not doing nothing and, and i'm just like and then they walk out of the hallway and i'm like was that to me? I was like, obviously it has to be because there's nobody else here. And real, I was like, what was that about? Like I said nothing. I didn't interact or anything. It's just my presence, my presence, nothing else. Um, and it's just like, man, this hate, I didn't do anything. And I, I knew like it didn't touch me like completely personally, but I was like, I'm just existing. And people have this hate just because I have, I'm existing here. Um, yeah and 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 it becomes like it's painful because there's no reason for it i'm just living you know i'm just living and um those are small things like that was the first thing that came into my mind of just like there's just going to be some people who just are not okay <laughs> with with your presence yeah on on what you look like and there's nothing I really feel like in those moments you can do about it because there's not, it's not an invitation for a conversation to get to know you. It's just, no. hey. Yeah. Yeah. And you say that and I remember that I have like, I've experienced that like here and there, like just little jabs, little comments from complete strangers. And it makes me think about like this whole conversation that we've been having this whole time, that it's all varying degrees of this but it's all just focusing on what makes this person different from me. Yeah. And I'm just like, why is that what we're choosing to focus on? It goes like, and that's what I was trying to say earlier, where it's just like, as terms of skin tone, what I'm looking for, and that's just me personally, is how I relate to other people throughout, like that I see and that I'm, mm -hmm. um, that are in my community. But, the people who want to focus on differences and then point them out at one another are the ones that confuse me the most. And that's why, like you say, I'm passionate about this. I don't consider myself that passionate. I'm just... Yo, boy, when we brought it up, you're like, yeah, why? Like, you were in it. <laughs> because... I feel like you have to be passionate about it because that's who we are. And, you know... Yeah. I'm not a fan of being put in a corner. I'm not a fan of a being, Nobody puts me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, because you're right. You're, if you're raised with that pride, don't try to knock that out of me. Yeah, why is that bad? Why do you want to take that away from me? Yeah. And if I'm not enough for you, who says that I was living for you in the first place? I, I'm not here for you. I'm here for me. And I'm completely happy and I'm full of pride with what I have. And yes, it makes me sad to see other people that are like, I'm not Puerto Rican and, you know, take something that you hold dear and being like, I don't want this. But you know what? I think it's very telling if like we just had our own experiences and we had like that, that support and not like, no, because I remember coming home and we would have these conversations about culture 
and and they would be open conversations that we would have at home like and papi would be in it mommy would be in it everybody would be in it like no this is how you respond to those things this is how you deal with these things it was like uh there was an empowerment there of protecting your identity and 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 advocating for it because i'm sure they had their own experiences and they knew what this was but we had that and i think of like other people who are in our same shoes and from our same background and culture going through the same racism and prejudices, finding a way of protecting themselves and separating them from the culture. Like, this is how I can assimilate. This is how I can protect myself. I am not speaking Spanish. I am not identifying as Puerto Rican. I'm going to acculturate to America so that way I am not a victim of so much hate. Why is that in society, on, in certain parts of society, I can't speak for overall, you know, walk on eggshells when we talk about these things sometimes, but how is that un-American in certain people's eyes? Like, I have to become American. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm American. These, these two things are not opinions. They are fact. Mm -hmm. They are fact. It's in your blood. But you can't say, you can't throw away the people that, have like bled for you to be able to hold that title. And I feel like that's the reason why it upsets me so. And us as a culture, we're not the only ones who experience this because we've been talking here how people say we're not Puerto Rican enough. We've all heard you're not black enough, you're not Asian enough, you're not this enough. And it's so like manipulative in the point where it's just like, when will it be okay for me to be myself in this society, in this America, in this culture? What is American? What is good for you? I'm, you can be black and you could be American. You can be Asian, you could be American. I am Hispanic, I am American, and you can't Deal with take it. those titles away from me. You can't take those away. And if they're given to you, you're not allowed to throw it away. You can try and hide it, but it's in your blood. And whether you don't want to believe it or not, you know that deep down there's people who went through a lot for you to be able to have that title on mm -hmm. both sides. Yeah. And like when you think about it, not being X, Y, and Z enough is just racism. We're just like, if you're not Asian enough, you're not, if you're not Mexican enough, if you're not Puerto Rican enough, you're telling me that I'm not the image of what you think X, Y, and Z are. And it's interesting because we're talking a lot about being being um, told we're not blank enough when it comes to people within our own culture, but like the truth is, obviously we know that that comes from other cultures too. Mm -hmm. Like especially like you know we have white Americans telling us you're not X Y and Z enough, um, and that's that's heartbreaking. Especially, I mean. It hurts when it comes from our own culture because it's like you should know. You're that our people, we, you know. Like yeah. you get, we but from you. it hurt. It, it just makes me angry. It makes me more angry when it comes from someone outside my culture. It, it hurts me more when it comes from inside my culture. But when it comes outside my culture, I just, I just get angry because like you don't know my experience. And on top of that, like you said, what is American? <laughs> like American is all of us literally if we're talking about real life, like ah like we all migrated here we all immigrated here what the heck 
It doesn't make any sense to me for us to say that that because we're not if if someone's not white, they're not American. You must be foreign. Where are you from? Tell me Ooh. about your family. That's so trash. And I, I just get pissed a lot because I know that I have so much privilege and I know for a fact that I never had to answer questions like, oh, you look foreign. Where are you from? But I've seen that happen to all my family. Oh my gosh. And I have family members <laughs> who are white. We have family members who are who are, are brown. We have family members who are black. Like yes. and, and and we have like why? Why should I have to justify like why should I have to explain to you why my grandpa's black? Or why should I have to explain to you how I I look like this? Or why my cousins don't look like me when we come from such similar backgrounds? Like it's so annoying and, and and i understand that a lot of people don't get it and i understand that a lot of people you know that's all they know it's 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 a lot of a lot of like ignorance and yeah and you know but i still remember the day that i like was walking on the phone i was talking on the phone with my dad mm. walking in school and i was on the phone and i was like talking to papi and spanish mm. because i talk to him in spanish sometimes when i'm on the phone and then some stranger comes up to me and said, you don't look like you speak Spanish. And that just made me mad. And the, the interesting was, it wasn't, I wasn't mad because it was me. I was mad, I was mad because, does that mean that when you look at my family members, you automatically assume they speak Spanish? Like, that's what I thought. Like, all I could think about is the fact that, like, also and I go to stores all the time. And I know, like, I always reflect, like, in myself that, like, thinking about it, like, I don't know what he's going through. Like, the fact that we've had so many conversations where they don't look at me in the store. They look at also, or they look at someone else because they're a person of color. And the fact that even though we went through the same experiences, well, not exactly the same, but of course, like culturally, like we, we grew you up. You guys grew up together. You guys yeah, are like the same age. You guys yeah. like cousins in our, in our culture are like your siblings almost. It's yeah. Like so we grew up together and like knowing that he has the same experience as me, and then people are jerks to you guys and just because we don't look the same, which is stupid because you guys have, you know, like, I, when I say you guys, I mean like also f like extended family that, that ha are people of color. Like they experience so much prejudice and they have so many stories of getting stopped by cops and, and yeah. fearing for their life. And especially now, this is so relevant with everything that's going on. And it's just, it's, it's, it just terrifies me. The fact that I don't have to worry about these things, and they do, it's not fair, and I just get so angry. And I know that we're talking about one topic, but they, everything goes together in a way. Yeah, because it's yeah. all the same theme, judging other people based on their differences. And it's insane, because like you're talking insane. about all these things, and it's just like flashes of just experiences over and over coming in of, of, of just injustices and that's why this like this is so heavy like this is so heavy and just this time with like all of the deaths in the community um because it becomes it becomes and like what you're talking about it's not even like um a personal 
experience for you. Like, thankfully, you haven't had to personally go through it. But it becomes a cultural trauma because you're seeing it happen and you hear the stories within your own culture of it happening over and over and over and you feel the same concerns and fear. You worry, is my family member going to be safe? You know, and, and are we going to be okay? I remember, um, like, Papi, like, Papi is dark, darker skinned. You know, he's a darker skinned um, Boricua. A lot of people confused him a lot of times as Middle Eastern. Uh, mm -hmm. Mommy's very white. <laughs> mm -hmm. She passes for white until she starts speaking and then he, they hear the accent, right? Yeah. Uh, even though she speaks beautiful English. Um, but Bobby being pulled over so many times and rightfully so sometimes. I was going to say sometimes. <laughs> Rightfully so sometimes, but not that he wasn't supposed to be pulled over, but the treatment he received when he was pulled over. And I remember those images so, like, there's so much anger from the police officers when they're talking to my dad, especially when he was like, no entiendo. You know, it's, it's not just the physical aspects, but the language and the accent creates, you know, more of a division of like, you're really foreign right? Um, you're like legit foreign. Um, and he would just and talk to mom and mom's the lighter skin and speaks English and she would interpret for him. And, and it was just like, almost like you would see the split within the police officer of how do I handle this? Um, but there's so much rage and so much anger. And I, I, I didn't realize until I was older, how much it impacted me until um, I realized how my body reacts when I see cops, you know, um, when, when I see, and, and I know logically in my brain, logically in my brain, I know, I know that, um, it's not like, not everybody's not the same, not everybody's so aggressive, not, but, um, I know that in my head, but my body responds in a quick, like, <gasps> mm -hmm. even when I'm not like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Look, like I, I wrote about this and I'm, it's just like, I'm jogging. I am jogging, guys. I don't jog fast. <laughs> I do not jog fast. But I'm jogging and a police officer rides by and I automatically freeze up. Like I'm doing something wrong. Like, and then logically my, my brain catches up to finally what my body is doing. And it's just like, oh, girl, you're crazy. But it's an automatic response of like, I, I'm scared. I'm just naturally scared and I have to talk myself through like, you're okay, you're good, you're good. Um, because of just experiences and things I've seen and heard and um, it's scary. It's been scary. Um, and having to prove, like I remember like going on vacation and we left the country, we, we drove to Canada and everything was chill. Like we were like, and it was, this is before 9-11, okay? This is before 9-11, also the little baby. We're driving and we're like drive and we enjoy our vacation and on our way back into New York, it was an issue because Bobby, because he looked different, because he looked foreign. And we're like producing our birth certificates, all these things. And the interrogation was so much longer in coming back to the States than it was leaving the States and going wow. into it was so much in, more intense and I remember thinking damn 
we're not going to be able to go back home. Like, I remember being a teenager and sitting like, are we like, what's going to happen to my dad? Is my dad going to be okay? Like, are we like, are we going to have to be separated? Like what's happening here? Um, thankfully we got through it because the, the dude who was asking the questions and interrogating all these things, he, I guess he knew enough about Puerto Ricans that he knew that our language was different. Um, our Spanish is different. So the question he asked to make sure that Papi was Puerto Rican and he was not sneaking into the country was, how do you say orange? And, and Papi, he thought that he meant in English. So he's just like, orange, 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 like in his broken English. And mommy's like, no, how do you say orange? Like, how do you say orange? Um, she's trying not to give him the answer. And he's just like, orange. Like, he didn't get that he, the, the, the officer met in Spanish. <laughs> and I'm over here in the back thinking, which one? Like, the color or the fruit? <laughs> I'm like thinking, the color or the fruit, right? And then finally, Papi answers, because I'm thinking, anaranjado. I'm thinking the color. Mm-hmm. And Papi comes out and he says, China. He says Gina because Puerto Ricans mess up Spanish according to other Hispanics, right? But we call it China. You know, we don't call it naranja. We call it China. So when Papi says China, the guy says, all right, you're Puerto Rican. Like, and that means you're American. You're good. I would have got taken. <laughs> then we would have had to find you. <laughs> Liam? Mm, no, nah, we don't like Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> but... <sighs> Um, their experiences are true, um, and, and it's difficult because it's like, again, we don't fit into, we're not enough this, we're not enough that. Um, and it's, I remember, um, damn it, brain fart. Um, the dude who, who, um, who created Hamilton also helped me, and Gabby helped me. Our deal. Yeah, we love him. Then Manuel, he had said it too of like experiencing the same thing of growing up in the States but being Puerto Rican and you're in the States and you're not, you know, American enough and going to Puerto Rico and being like, you're not Puerto Rican enough. And it's just like, well, I'm not enough either. Where, where do I belong? Yeah. Where do I belong? Are there things that you guys have to, what do you do in those situations where you're questioning yourself? Like, in that area where you're like, I'm in a, I'm in a mental borderland right now where I'm like balancing between Americanisms and my Boricua culture and heritage. And sometimes they tear tear at you a little bit. Like, and I just wanted to ask you guys some, maybe if other people are listening, they're going through similar things, whether it be Puerto Rican or any other culture, what do you do in those situations where you're confused? Because you're like, because I'm confused. <laughs> I just freak out. I just I get mad. In Spanglish, to like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, if if I, because it hap- it's been happening a lot lately, uh, especially when you get to call. I, I feel like a lot of the time, I mean, in my experience, when I've gone to college. Um, learning a lot about that dichotomy and then like about Eurocentrism and all of that really brings to light a lot of the reasons why I think the way I think um and that really like it's been getting to me so much so I, I just write because I write about how angry I am how 
I rant, I call you guys about how, I don't know, either I get angry or I get hurt or I get sad or I'm happy and I want to celebrate it. And I make a list of things that and being a Puerto Rican means to me, like very basic things that, that just little images of, of cafe con leche, oh, of, okay. of drinking um, coquito during the holidays, parrandas, like that doesn't mean, that's not what makes the Puerto Rican experience, but it is what it is to me. The Those part are of it. That I have that 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 created essentially the basis of who I am today. So I think about those things. I put it in writing because it's my experience and I want to share it with people. So if that makes any sense, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. It's so powerful. I mean I as you were talking, I was thinking about like what makes me, you know, how do I deal? The other day and this just came up like literally the other day within this week. I was feeling disheartened I felt disconnected. I felt pretty lonely. Um, I was feeling in my feelings. <laughs> I was in my feelings. And um, I decided to take a walk because I was like, well, maybe I just need to feel a little bit more grounded, um, get some fresh air, just get change of scenery. So I'm walking and um, I pass a house, okay? Um, and I'm in an area where it's predominantly um, Caucasian. You know, there's some Hispanics, but I think everybody's in their own pockets that we don't have like a full group. Um, so I'm walking in and um, just walking and I go to the community garden and um, I walk back and I'm still feeling a little low, but I start to hear salsa pouring out of somebody's house like mm. loud ass salsa the only, like, <laughs> the only way to listen to it yeah it's just like i mean apparently i i don't i don't i don't know if i could listen to it on the low low i mean i guess i was mm. doing paperwork or something but it doesn't feel right so it's just like and I'm visual, so like I see, like it's almost like I, I see the music and the sounds pouring out of the windows, you know. And I know people are walking in and out because um, I hear it louder and then I hear it lighter and louder and lighter. So I know people are walking in and out. I don't see anybody, I just hear it. Hmm. And then, this is gonna sound bad, but then I hear like glass clanking, I hear like glass bottles clanking. So I'm like, oh, those are, you know, beer bottles that they're putting in a recycle. Like, that's where my brain goes. <laughs> they could be soda bottles, but I'm like, my head just goes because that's my experience. I'm just like, that's what parties are, right? And I hear it, and then there's like this rush of just home. I just feel home. Yeah. And the sadness and the disconnect start to dissipate and I feel almost like a nostalgia like man I need to be invited to that party bro like <laughs> I was just like I, I miss that connection so I just sat like a weirdo I sat across the street under a palm tree um and just and I was just singing to El Cantante because I could hear every word across the street and I'm just singing El Cantante by myself um uh, like and like I don't care if people see me yes I'm gonna be in this moment because that's what I need right now so, um, and it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. But I'm also, I think, in a space where 
um, I surround myself with people who are supportive and positive and um, connect with me. Um, that I don't feel that separation as often anymore um, because even though I'm surrounded with diverse group of people, um, there's a commonality and there's, there's uh, a respect and an admiration for each of our cultures. So there's like almost curiosity instead of the separation and accusation. Yeah. So there's an admiration and, and connection of like, I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about where you come from and what's important to you. Um, so we share music and we share experiences and, and we share traditions, you know, like parranas and limbeds are like regular stuff, <laughs> you know, eat with all these different people who don't, you know, engage in these things. They know that they can admire the beauty and, and they respect the beauty and we share these yeah. different things together. So, um, that's what for now is like in, in this stage, in this part of my life where I'm an adult, I can identify the people who are supportive and who see me and not try to change who I am in order to fit that box. I don't have to feel as limited anymore. Um, there's a sense of freedom and I can speak and I've noticed this. I can speak my Spanglish um, more freely because when I become comfortable with somebody, the Spanish just flows. Yeah. And and then sometimes I forget they don't speak Spanish, but people start picking it up, right? You know, so yeah, it's just like, wait, I don't know what that, they, like, and it's just like, I don't mean to push. I'm like, oh man. And I catch myself. I'm like, oh man, I almost said that in Spanish. Oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, like, oh, I forget because I, Spanish is home. Spanish yeah, is home. Yeah. It's, it's home to me. So like, and then I'm like, oh, I feel comfortable and I feel at home and now I'm speaking my native tongue with you yeah. because I feel that comfortable with you. And then people are like, what does that mean? And then they practice it. You know, it's not a separation. It's yeah. love. Yeah, it's a good feeling to just feel accepted and feel safe around people that where you don't, like you said, you don't have to give it a second thought. Because we've been there. I've been there for sure. I'm just like, Hey, um, and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a second. This girl doesn't speak Spanish, and neither does that guy. Hold on. Um, like, wait, I'm too comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> or, then, or like, oh, we were all hanging out in the sala, or let's go to the sala, and then everyone's like, they just the catch on. <laughs> They're like, oh, where are you going? Okay, living room. Okay, sala's living room. It feels so good when they just go, no, 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 hold on. What, what, what did that mean? Say that again. I'm like, acceptance. Yeah. It's it just feels yeah. good. Focus on cherish the difference instead of instead of looking for them. When you find a difference, cherish them and appreciate them. Don't ignore them. Don't yeah. pretend like we're all the same because we're not. Yeah, it's about embracing them. Can I read you guys a poem? The poem? Yes, do it. Well, we mentioned it before we started recording, but I wrote this poem. Um it's called Home. <laughs> Mm. And it, I actually, it came when uh, also and I were in the car and I was really sad and he was cheering me up. And then we were just blasting boleros in the car uh, and like just looking out the window and it was like February and it was really cold outside, but we were like, his car was warm. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Drops of green tea sunsets across abandoned cornfields. Rushing air from your Kia window, 
It's cold out there, but you have the heat set to a sweet Florida 75. Bolero words break our voices. Shake the speakers. Shake the water from our eyes. Maybe it's the way they sing it. Maybe it's because it was our parents' favorite song. Home is the crescendo before the final chorus. When our eyes meet, we belt. Home is a sandy, stretched road beneath palm trees we've never seen and words we don't know how to pronounce. Home is six feet deep beneath frozen dead grass and a warm, freckled sky. Home is us, here, right now. We sing about it. Our voices bend and bend until they are dry sand and coffee beans. Our eyes are the rivers by Mama's house, or maybe the Atlantic by yours, or maybe the creek by mine. I love this one, you say, behind sunglasses on a, on a cloudy day. It reminds me of home. Ah, hmm. oh, man. Do you have tissue also? <laughs> I've been late. Oh, I'll over. Again. Fire episode makes us cry. I'm going to cry when this is over. I don't <laughs> know these people watching. They don't, they don't get to see it. Oh, no. They're our family. It's the yeah. community. This is what <laughs> healing is. This is the whole purpose of it because we're not the only ones that go through this. And I mean, even if people who are listening don't go through exactly what we're, we're experiencing or what we shared. Um, it is, it is an invitation into our world, you know, and, yeah. and being able to share and, and understand and, and take what you take from it. And just knowing that we're not, we're, we're not separate. We're different. And the differences are what make us so powerful and beautiful and um and that brings us into unity yeah what are you thankful for or grateful for i am grateful oh so many things came in uh, i was like but you know what my brain went i was like i'm grateful for bacalaitos I'm hungry. That's good food I haven't had in so long. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful for bacalaitos and chicharrones. Mm. I am grateful for guiros and cuatros and for the legacy and for my ancestor strength. Um, and I'm so thankful that they shared that. And I am so grateful for salsa. I love me some salsa and not the chips kind because I could do without the salsa and chips. <laughs> but I mean, I cannot live without, I mean, I am grateful for dancing salsa and salsa lessons in the kitchen. <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah. I'm grateful for paranda music. Mm. Even if it's not Christmas time, if I'm feeling down, I just put it on. I'm grateful for Saturday mornings, even though uh, Saturday day, morning cleaning. Yeah, even if it's not, it doesn't happen much anymore here or at all. I just like to wake up early on a Saturday and then just lay there. And I didn't do it today, actually. Because I woke up at like 1 p.m. But like waking up early and then just like sitting there and then remembering to listening to Gran Combo or just the side, like you said, the side. Like yeah, that's a dang alarm clock saying you got to get up so you can start cleaning. 
Yeah. I saw Loud House first thing in the morning, and it's great. <laughs> Y'all say that because it doesn't happen like that for you guys no more. Yeah, reminiscing is different than waking up. You know, you're like, oh, Jayam, I remember I'd be grumpy. Uh, India, I want to sleep. I'd be grumpy waking up, but I do remember I would like wake up like, ugh. But then as soon as I go downstairs and all you see is people laughing and singing and dancing, how can you not be in a good mood first thing when you wake up? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why that's how you feel not happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I am grateful for um. What was I'm having a brain fart too now um what's the word i am grateful for culture whether that be mine or anyone else's listening and that it's something we can take part in learn from and teach one another and be proud of so yeah i'm grateful for culture and you know just being proud of who you are mm-hmm. amen you know, before we say the whole outro, I would just like to say that when I do this podcast, I feel like I'm praying, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, like, sharing the stories feels like it's a spiritual experience, and I love it. And thank you for being here with us and for being, well, what was the outro? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, before, before we do that. It's interesting because you say like this feels like prayer because it brought to mind um, a quote from Rain Wilson. You know Rain Wilson from um, The Office? Yep. Yeah. No. Yes, I do. Do you watch The Office? Have you watched The Office? I don't watch The Office. I just don't know their real names. What What's his name? Dwight? Yeah. Yeah, so Dwight. Um, but in an interview and in his point of view, um, he says... Prayer to him, um, there's no difference between art and prayer. Mm. Art and prayer are the same. Because in, in his point of view, when we create art, that brings us close to the creator. Um, and when we create, we commune with that. Wow. Yeah. So deep. Fire. thank you guys for sharing your passion and your stories um thank you guys who are listening for sharing um your time and your ears um and sharing the space um we're glad that you're here and i'm here with you that's the outro that's the outro girl that's the outro (laughs)